This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton Global Youth Program. Hello, and welcome to Future of the Business World. I'm Diana Drake with the Wharton Global Youth Program at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. At Global Youth, we're busy building a new year of business opportunities for high school students around the world. As applications for our summer programs flood in by the priority deadline on January 31st, in a few months, we'll be meeting all kinds of earnest and innovative spirits like our guest today on Future of the Business World. We first met Dar Shah, a high school student from California, last summer in our Leadership in the Business World program when he spent three weeks on Wharton's Philadelphia campus. One morning after a faculty lecture, he introduced himself and started to tell me about his business, Rising Sea Suites. Darsh has been working hard since to grow this endeavor, which he calls Silicon Valley's first youth-led consulting firm. Darsh, welcome to Future of the Business World. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. First, I want you to fill us in on your life since summer 2023. What's been going on these past couple months? Yes. I mean, aside from the typical schoolwork as a senior, um, I've been applying to a ton of colleges and every single day after school, you can catch me at Phil's Coffee, sitting down, um, sipping on a ginger snap coffee and just applying to colleges, doing schoolwork and all this extracurricular work I've burdened myself with for the past couple of years. Um, I've stayed in touch with a ton of the students from LBW. Um, A couple of them I actually hired at Rising Sea Suites. And I've also stayed in touch with Flavio Serapio, professor we had at LBW, as well as a guest speaker we had, John Gamba. And so I hope to build that partnership with Wharton in the future. But, you know, just a typical senior lifestyle for the past couple months. Sounds great. So let's talk a little bit about Rising Sea Suites. You say it has its roots in what you call a massive lack of resources for young entrepreneurs. Can you tell me how you discovered that gap and really how you feel inspired to address it? and also how you feel qualified to address it. Yeah, so back in 10th grade, 9th grade, 10th grade, I actually had this initiative of mine. It was called Young Champions. And it was a tutoring and coaching initiative I launched purely with the intent of driving positive change. And we actually taught basketball, math, and coding to students in my community, in my city of Pleasanton, as well as throughout the Bay Area. And although these efforts really were impactful, I knew I could scale, right? And I knew that the scale I was reaching could be even heightened, right? And so I realized that These students around me had similar issues in that they had initiatives of their own, but they just couldn't scale them and couldn't reach the edge they really believed they could have. And so I really felt passionate about my work, but I couldn't scale it because of that lack of guidance and resources. And I really lacked that plan. And I saw that, again, in students around me. And that's kind of why I launched Rising C-Suites, because students around me and myself lacked the guidance and resources to kind of launch our own initiatives and scale them to the level we knew we could make it. And so I think at a consulting firm, especially what I've launched, the issue I have resonates with a lot of students that I kind of take on, right? A lot of the students come to us at Rising C-Suites with issues that they have in terms of scaling and just kind of implementing upon an idea they have. And because of the struggles that I've faced in the past, I think that I'm really able to work with each of them and tell them about the issue I faced and how they can kind of overcome that issue. Again, I'm not alone. And I think that I'm not overly qualified to do this as well, which is why I have a ton of consultants on my team that have faced these similar issues, but also have successful initiatives in the past. They can kind of mentor these students that we take on as clients and teach them how to get through the early stage challenges that these students face. I know that within each student's respective community, each student's going to have tailored issues that they face with their own startup. And which is why we've hired so many students around the world with various perspectives, each of whom can help the clients we take on launch their own startups and face those challenges and have a team to support them. 
Yeah. So I heard bits and pieces in there of so many things I want to talk to you more about. But first, let's talk a little bit more about C-suites because I want to understand exactly what your consulting firm does. What is your business model? And interestingly, you're in Silicon Valley, a hub of innovation. So I'm wondering, are there a lot of teenagers starting businesses around you? And can you talk a little bit about the culture? Yeah, so I could dive into first our business model and kind of how we operate. So I think what really sets us apart is we have a three-stage consulting model that's really tailored to each student. I think a really big thing with consulting firms is that they only really work when the people on the team work and tailor all of their efforts, really get to know each of their clients, right? So our three-stage model is as follows. Step one, you meet with the founders, and the founders are me and Arav. We really get to know not just your vision and mission, but you as a person. And we get to understand what you hope to gain from your initiative, what you envision for the organization in the future, and what you're looking for from us in terms of help. Now, step two, this is our action plan development stage. I think this is really what sets us apart, is that we actually have a team of consultants use the notes that me and my other founder created. And we kind of create a 10 to 11 page document kind of outlining a business model and just kind of what we think you can use to grow your company and the strategy we hope you can implement. Again, this is really open-ended and we want to have a bunch of different ideas that you can kind of take from. This is again, going to help us understand not just you as a person, but also as a business person, we can kind of create a model that we think works for you. And finally on stage three, after you've looked over this action plan that we've developed, This step is for consulting team support. Depending on where you'd like to start, you work with a consultant who specializes in the field that you want to kind of focus on first. Let's say you want to build a social media platform or you want to kind of grow your company as a whole. And so kind of what you would do is you'd work with our marketing consultant. His name is Harrison. And he actually has 160,000 followers on Instagram for a fashion company he launched. And so he really has expertise in that one field. If you want to build that field, then you can kind of partner with Harrison and he'd be your tailored consultant. So you wouldn't really be wasting your time because you'd be working with a consultant who's perfect for your needs. And we actually hone in on exactly what it is that you would like to develop. And so there definitely is a ton of student innovation in the Bay Area. And I think I've really been inspired by that. I think that so many students around me, especially from where I live, all of them are kind of taking initiative on their own. And that's really what inspired me to launch Rising C-Suites. And, you know, the market we kind of have at Rising C-Suites is these young students who have these kinds of initiatives. So again, a lot of the people we work with are these student innovators that I'm surrounded by. And I think they inspire me and I've been inspired by the success we've had in the past couple of months. So before we go on, I want to understand Arav's role. Can you tell me a little bit about your co-founder? Yeah, sure. So Arav actually I met at Berkeley ATDP, which was a program I took after ninth grade. Me and him went into this program individually, not knowing anything, right? We just wanted to explore a career interest and kind of figure out what we wanted to do for the next couple of years. And so initially, I would say I didn't really know him that well. But in this past junior year, last year before my senior year, I actually met him in DECA. And we both did DECA together and our relationship kind of kickstarted here because of our shared passion for bridging aspiration to accomplishment, which is kind of what Rising C-Suites kind of embodies today. And, you know, we kind of became more than just co-founders, but also best friends who like go to Phil's Coffee every single day, play basketball every single night. And our partnership today has evolved into something of a long-term friendship, which I think we will sustain through and past our college years. Can you share a story of an entrepreneur you've helped and how that relationship actually unfolds? Sure. So one name that definitely comes to mind for me is a client named Alice Zhao. And she's actually a student that came to us with an idea for a financial literacy platform for inclusion. 
Um, and at this point, it was a really like early stage idea that she had, but she was extremely passionate about it, right? She came to us very early on. And as the year progressed, she's transformed Finclusion into a platform that works to teach students all around the world to invest for impact, right? And to gain experience in the world of investments, because so many people around the United States are not taught about, you know, financial literacy and investing their money and acting financially responsibly. And so we connected her with funding opportunities we'd collected through research with our own consulting team and providing such opportunities for her, I think has definitely set the grounds for her to, you know, grow her startup to a larger scale than ever. And I think it really does show the true power of collaboration between students being mutually beneficial. You mentioned Berkeley's Haas School of Business. So Rising C-Suites has worked in the past with that school, right? What is the story behind Mm -hmm. that connection and how has it contributed to the growth of your business? Yeah. So before I talk about Berkeley itself, I can definitely dive into what we kind of did with them, which was actually a business hackathon. So the Rising C-Suites Business Hackathon is a subsidiary of Rising C-Suites, which I launched as managing partner. It's kind of a take on critical thinking and business in a case study competition for students. I know we've all maybe heard of hackathons being you know, associated with computer science where students will have a certain amount of time to do a project. This is really similar, except it's using critical thinking and innovation and business, right? As for Berkeley, I said I attended Berkeley ATDP in my ninth grade year, but I think what really kickstarted this relationship was in junior year, Arv actually attended Berkeley's Business Academy for the Youth, right? And Arv and I kind of combined our efforts and we realized we can reach out to the founders and directors of this entire program, Savon and Olive, both of whom are more than willing to expand our rising C-Suite's business hackathon to their youth program. And why? Because they have a really shared mission with us in empowering the youth through business. After this connection kind of forged, we've transformed this relationship into a multi-year contract with Berkeley Haas, which has allowed us to continue hosting this rising C-Suite business hackathon with the school for years to come. You know, I hope that our partnership can really serve as a means of inspiration for students with impactful initiatives that are looking to take the next step. I think that before the relationship with Haas, you know, we were just a startup looking to create impact on a local scale. But today it's global and the partnership has opened doors that are endless, right? In hosting the largest high school-led case study competition in the nation at Berkeley Haas, the partnership has allowed us to meet the faces of innovation and entrepreneurship in the Bay Area and build upon our mission of creating global business impact within the youth. We actually hosted 70, 80 students at our business hackathon and they came from all around the United States, right? And we actually awarded venture capital scholarships to Berkeley's Business Academy for the Youth and Academic Year, which is an upcoming program at Berkeley. And we also offered consulting at Rising C Suites. We offered business education development to Junior Achievement, which we gave out $5,000 for. And so kind of our efforts we're hoping to build upon, especially in the coming years, because, you know, our mission to kind of empower the youth through business has, you know, kind of gone exponential after this business hackathon at Haas. And I'm kind of hoping to expand upon this initiative as we move forward. So just to understand, the hackathon that you are running with them is directed specifically at high school students, correct? Yeah, that's something that definitely separates us. I've seen a lot of these kinds of events be hosted at colleges, but a lot of them are for college students and high school students don't really have access to this kind of event. And I think that that's really what sets us apart. I think that's where we're going to really create impact for the next couple of years. Has your Berkeley Haas relationship sparked additional ideas for collaboration? Yeah. So as I said, I've been in touch with Professor Flavio Serapio and Professor John Gamba, and both of them actually work at Penn's Graduate School of Education. So I went to them with a fully thought out pitch deck with my team. And our goal is to kind of incorporate the Rising C-Suites Business Hackathon into LBW or into the Penn's Graduate School of Education. 
And I think that for LBW, we actually gave three different ideas we had to incorporate it. And they loved a couple of them. And so that's kind of taken a halt for the past couple of weeks. But I hope to continue building upon this, especially come second semester. And I think that there could be some exciting things coming the next couple of months. I remember you telling me that you applied to a Wharton Global Youth Finance program when you were a younger high school student and you actually didn't get in. But then you came back and you applied to several for the summer of 2023, including LBW, and you were accepted to all of them. So I'm curious, this is a great kind of, you know, comeback story. Did that initial rejection light a fire in you about business? And how were you able to return to the process that much stronger? Yeah, um, that was pretty unfortunate. This is actually last year. I applied to Essential Finance and I got rejected, right? However, I think that it only pushed me to keep taking initiative and reapply the following year. I think a key reason I struggled that year was because I noticed problems around me. But rather than kind of implementing and taking initiative, I lacked the experience and honestly the courage to do something meaningful with it. And rather than taking the rejection as a sense of discouragement, I took it as a means of redirection, right? Allowing me to focus my efforts on taking truly impactful initiative, hence Rising C-Suites. Additionally, I began gaining new perspectives in the business world and learning a lot about how to keep myself motivated for a long period of time. I think my mantra for the last couple of years has been that discipline really is long-term motivation and it's the best form of self-love. I think that especially these past couple of years, I've begun to love what I do. I think that really was the turning point for me. I was actually accepted into Essentials of Finance, which is definitely a full circle moment. And I was also accepted to Cambridge's International Management Program. But in the end, I did end up going to LBW, which I think was an awesome decision. Excellent. And all three of those are Wharton Global Youth Programs, by the way. Let's talk a little bit about your time in leadership in the business world. And you have alluded to this a few times, but I really want to talk about it more. You really expanded your international outreach while you were at the Wharton campus. You've said that you hired students from the UAE, the US, Norway, and beyond because of your time in the summer program. Can you talk a bit about the strength of your international network and what has that international awareness taught you? Yeah, I'm a firm believer in the fact that, you know, we learn the most from people we have zero similarities with. And stepping out of our comfort zone is where all of the learning happens, especially for me. And I believe that this applies geographically as well, right? In expanding our team to an international level, I work with students who bring perspectives, which I was never accustomed to. Our head of consulting, actually, his name is Daniel Kranzer. I actually got a chance to meet him at LBW for the first time ever in New York because we both were going for a weekend there. And, you know, he taught me so much about his experience in consulting and studying business in Germany. He's based out of Germany. And I found that such globalized perspectives can truly drive valuable and nuanced perspectives, which I find super valuable. I think LBW really focuses in on that, right? On bringing students from various backgrounds together to one common place where they can share their learnings with the entire classroom for three weeks. And studying with these students, I had a chance to onboard many of them, as I said, onto the team. And each of them have provided not just global opportunities for the team, but I would say invaluable learnings for each of us. And I think that, you know, business is practiced in many different ways around the world. I think combining that into one consulting firm and even one big network for the future is definitely something that's going to be valuable, not just for a company, but also for each of us as people. Do you have an example of one LBW student that you've been working with and how his or her perspective fits into the consulting business? So there's a couple of people I actually started to work with. I'll give some names. So Evan Kamedi, he's actually in the U.S. He's based on the East Coast, but he has a lot of different connections on the East Coast in journalism and just helping us build 
awareness for rising C-suites on the East Coast, right? And that's something we didn't have beforehand. And I know that like his experience on that side was something we were never accustomed to at rising C-suites. And so that even within the U.S. perspective really brought us growth. We actually hired this other person named Carl Liu. He's also based on the East Coast. And, you know, his experience in finance specifically actually was the baseline for creating funding opportunities for students that we took on as clients because he had a platform he'd launched in the past that actually provided these funding opportunities. And so they've helped tons of our clients. And then speaking internationally, there's a couple of students I've tried to partner with and I'm currently working with. One of them, his name is Adam. He's based in the UAE, actually. He actually has someone that works with NYU Abu Dhabi. And so we were trying to build a partnership with that school. And that's still in the progress. Again, a lot of things at Rising C-Suites are in progress. But again, he has those kinds of opportunities for Rising C-Suites to kind of grow upon and scale upon. And I think that, you know, these students that work internationally, they have completely different ways they do business. And I think that that really proves valuable for Rising C-Suites. And I really want to expand, you know, the startup to other communities that we've not gotten a chance to touch yet. Yeah, I mean, that network sounds very valuable. And it really does kind of fit into my next question, which is talking about this kind of journey of business self-discovery that you've been on in the past few years. What do you feel like is the power of entrepreneurship for youth around the world? And how have you come to understand innovation and the entrepreneurial spirit that maybe you didn't know before? I think that entrepreneurship and innovation is truly all about passion. I think that if you truly are passionate about something, you'll enjoy your work and it will lead to self-discovery. The power of entrepreneurship stems from passion and using the passion to ignite initiative is really what makes it, you know, really special. However, I think, again, as I said before, it all comes from discipline. It's the biggest form of self-love, right? Go to the gym one day and you're not going to see any results. Go to the gym a hundred days in a row and every day you're going to keep chipping away and you're going to continue to see results. And it's the same thing for driving true innovation, right? Work towards your passion each and every day and you'll see progress. And that progress is going to be the thing that keeps you going every day. I think that the youth definitely is the face of the future. And everything we see around us is definitely the result of young change makers looking to create an impact in the world. And I think that, you know, as I've kind of continued on my journey in business, I've realized this more and more because the people I've surrounded myself with have really made me as a person, have really sculpted me as a person. And each of these people kind of embody that kind of innovation that I hope to embody in the future. So do you hope to reach the C-suite someday? Definitely. Um, I hope to continue immersing myself in the startup ecosystem, you know, act as a leader and be an even more impactful C-suite than I am right now. I think that my dreams are definitely big, but I'm sure that with determination and small steps every single day, I can make them happen. All right, let's end with our lightning round. Please answer these questions as quickly as you can. Innovation aside, what is the best part of living in Silicon Valley? I would say the food for sure. Most people are in the field of tech of business, but I would say there's no shortage, you know, of mastermind chefs. What is your favorite startup to recently come to market? Adept AI. It's a machine learning model startup that can interact with everything on your computer. I think it's so cool. What brand holds special value for you and why? I think this may be a pretty generic answer, but it's going to be Apple for me. And my dad actually works there. But aside from there, I've always been inspired by the fact that they kind of take into account that less is more. And each product of theirs is really sleek and they emphasize luxury and simplicity. I think that their success is something that inspires me and it's something I hope to emulate in the future. Something about you that would surprise us. My obsession with random impromptu adventure. You know, I'm always driving my Honda Odyssey on the lookout for new foods, cafes and friends. Your favorite location on the Wharton Philadelphia campus? 
definitely nightly honey grow dinners with Carter, Francesco, and Arthur, a couple of my friends from LBW. We actually hosted Carter, I think, on our last Future of the Business World podcast. When you're not a business consultant, your favorite activity is? Traveling the world and immersing myself into new cultures and people. I think that there's really true value in it. And most of all, it's really fun. You're starting your own business theme talk show. Who is your first guest? And what is your first topic? I think that I've begun to explore AI's long-term startup implications recently. And so I would definitely make my first show about AI in the startup world and host Andrew Ng. Darsh, thank you for joining us on Future of the Business World. Thank you for having me. Discover more opportunities for high school students and educators at globalyouth.wharton.upenn.edu.